I lived in New York, <laughs> but just for one year, I did not become full fledged. So let me hear from you. Not you, Pablo. Oh. You don't know how to be this type of New Yorker. I don't, but I do know that David Ortiz gets to be for reasons that I'm not totally <laughs> clear on. Yeah, uh, we aren't clear on them either, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's what it is. It is, in fact, what it is, Alabaster. Hello, it's us. It's your boys. The thing that I think I can say as a New York president. No, you can no. say it. It just doesn't sound great, but whatever. It, I'm never, I'm never confident when I try. That's the problem. But, it's about the confidence. But we're back together, which is nice. There was a show there where you were gone and you were missed. I missed you. I there missed were, you. I missed you ones, more. Ones of tweets. Um, <laughs> longing for your return. Ones of them. <laughs> uh, all right guys well let's talk about a little bit of sports and then we'll get into a mailbag the fans have sent questions for you guys um but the first question if you were victor Wembanyama, where would you want to end up okay so the derby is heating up and by that i mean the nba returns on thursday and a bunch of teams are making a decision yep. pretty obviously to just suck because the French kid, as we've called him on the show, Dominique, is looming. It is French kid's season. And so the Rockets are number one in terms of the odds, but those odds are also tied with the Spurs, Pistons, and Hornets all. No, Spurs and Pistons at 14%. The Hornets at 12.5%. There's that card. But for me, I'm going to go straight to the uh, number eight position, Dominique, because that's where the Lakers are. Yeah. And the Lakers are not getting this kid if they don't have the number one pick. And if they have a top four pick, he goes to the Pelicans, and I want him to be a New Orleans Pelican for every possible reason, which we can discuss. A stench for the French? Like, what are we calling it? Is it... Um, That's good. Uh, tank for the Frank? Uh, it doesn't really tank? work. Are you, I, I refuse to believe that you're just improving these, because those, oh, no, those are pretty good ones. Those are definitely immediate improvs. I have the ability <laughs> to rhyme. I don't know if you know this or not, Pablo, but I am capable around first grade i think i mastered it but uh i mean the I, I cypher think, yeah we're here the question is is not a fair question because i think that it's asking us to be basketball minded when no i want to go to a cool city like i i want to go places where other people decide to go because they have free time i and the list of cities that are at the top of that list I don't know if they fit. Well, I guess New Orleans falls in that category. A certain a certain type of person is trying to go to Houston, but I want to go to the big cities, the cities that are in the movies, the LAs. <laughs> like I know if I if I grew up in Europe, in my um, opinion of American, like he's a worldly guy. He's traveled. He knows more about this. But just generally, if I am someone who's outside of America, I know about New York. LA, Miami, Vegas. Mm. These are the places I want to be. Let LeBron start his Vegas franchise immediately so I can go there if I'm Vic. Yeah, I think there's a basketball argument for like, don't the Spurs really uh, know how to handle uh, international uh, development? Uh, and uh, uh, what year is it? Like everybody knows how to do it now. If well, that's the thing. Yeah, we're looking yeah. at 2000. Yeah, maybe. Look at that, 1994. All right, I'll <laughs> holler at you, but the Spurs don't have some special international program that no one else can steal. It's just they were the ones who were who were um, who were recruiting or scouting that area or scouting internationally more aggressively than other people. They don't have some special sauce. 
Yeah, I do like the idea. Well, there's a whole tangent about how like people were saying that like Luka Doncic mystery man, and it's like no, pretty much everybody has known who the best fill-in European country kids have been for about a half decade now. And look, if you're the Rockets, I guess, the team with like the number one pole position right now, your argument is, look, we have a lot of young talent, right? Jalen Green, my part Filipino brother is out there. Um, they just got that new guy, that shooter guy, Jabari Smith, I believe is his name, who is another young piece of a hypothetical big three, although this is already getting way ahead of ourselves. Yeah. And also you have the owner, Tillman Fertitta, noted uh, casino and restaurant magnate, slash man with questionable business and ethical decisions, allegedly, being interviewed at Mardi Gras, saying, pray for Victor, exclamation point. Is his money back up yet? What's up, Alabaster? I would, I would, I would just like to note on Pablo's hypothetical Rockets fit: Jabari Smith, known shooter, shooting thirty nine percent from the floor and thirty percent from three. Jalen Green, who is someone not, who I promise you will not three. throw an entry pass to Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> yeah, we're not looking at a big three there. When you said that was a real reach, and I've just since football season recently ended, I've just started getting ready to watch basketball because there haven't been any games, and I even know that those are not big three guys that's not you got one and it doesn't matter victor's good enough that when he lands somewhere they're going to be immediately good and other players may want to show up there and i don't know that i would care much about the basketball fit i guess okc is the team that has a ton of young talent okc and new orleans are teams that have a lot of not all of it young in um, new orleans at least but a lot of young talent that could be immediately yeah. championship ready if victor shows up there which I guess is what you want if you're Victor. I don't know. Well, Victor says, you know, I got to diversify my skills even more so people don't get bored. I want to exceed the expectations. Um, to Sports Illustrated, I believe if you're Victor, you would enjoy, like, here's the thing about, okay, I'll throw Charlotte out there, right? Charlotte's a terrible franchise, but what do they have? LaMelo Ball, who was recuperating, who'd be so fun to play with. They also have Michael Jordan, which getting is- Getting yelled at by Michael Jordan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I'm no, sorry. no, I, you're uh, same brain on this. Yeah, I don't want to play for Michael Jordan. That's not me. I mean, I was going to say, like, I can't imagine someone else who people wanted to play with more when he was a player and want to play with less now that will play for less now that he's a governor. But I don't know that people really wanted to play with Mike. It doesn't seem like it was a no. good time. You get some rings, but yeah. you get uh, no. emotionally abused. Yeah, which would he, he would try to do that, Alabaster. He would try to back you down in practice at <laughs> that's 60 a, years old. Now. And that's exactly why I want him to end up oh, there. Because we will get footage of Michael Jordan. <laughs> busting Victor Weminyama's one-on-one -on -one at the practice last, facility. Last year at the All-Star break when Mike was trying to challenge Magic Johnson to a one-on-one -on -one game and everyone <laughs> yes. was laughing around him, but Mike was stone-faced like, nah, this is not a joke. I give it to you right now, old man. The number one danger if you're Victor Wembanyama's agent is that Michael Jordan would prize shattering your client psychologically over building him up as an actual like cornerstone of his team. He would rather have that. I firmly believe Michael Jordan would rather dunk on the next LeBron than actually have the next LeBron on his team. I got uh, uh, my brother-in-law texted me earlier today to say that he's playing basketball tonight and asked me to come. I, unlike Michael Jordan, know that it's a terrible idea to go back out there because <laughs> I like my Achilles. I'm done. I'm past that point where I'm going to go out there and pop something to impress these kids. Mike, never past that point.
I, part of me now wonders whether Michael Jordan wears giant jeans because he's been like hiding an air cast this entire time. <laughs> he's just able to hide uh, medical equipment oh, under gosh. there as needed. Alabaster, it is, are we it, missing it, some some great yeah, opportunity, there, some great team that he should well, go to? I want to ask a follow-up to you because, Dominique, now we're going to enter into your exact lane on this. Uh, he is the most hyped top. prospect since 2003. And with that, he has more leverage than any prospect since LeBron. Do it. Ooh. If you were him in a team who doesn't, you don't want to play for wins the lottery, can he actually force his way onto a team he wants to be on? Oh my gosh. I would love it so <laughs> much. I would love how outraged everyone was. The villain. And I would, oh, I would thoroughly enjoy Suck that him. he came in with this French arrogance that all players already have, but we're going to call it French because it's more <laughs> fun. It would make me so happy if he started a trend that continued to happen. But I mean, he, he could always be like, nah, I'll play in Europe for a year. It's, it's a legitimate threat. Like you go back to players who have done this in football. It's like uh, John Elway Eli. who could, yeah, Eli did it. I don't know how he pulled it off because he didn't really have the leverage to go do something else. But John Elway was like, I could play baseball, you know, right. and I, I guess Kyler Murray had the ability to do it also, but he wanted to go to Arizona for some reason. Want to be number one overall, I guess, to get that Good money. decision, Kyler. Oh. But yeah, I, I, yeah, Charlie, you try to get me excited. I'm going to call Vic tonight. I don't got his number. This, I'm just going to call France. <laughs> I'll send a letter exactly. that says Victor. He's not even in France right now, but whatever. I'll send it anyway. They'll get it to him. You just have to start pounding various combinations into your phone. Unfortunately, it's like one of those 18 number numbers. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Plus five, zero, seven, nine, I eight, mean, three, four, one. Do you think so? The, the question that comes to my mind is immediately when something like this happens I might, or something like this would happen, my assumption would be the league would be upset. But I don't think they would. I think they would feign anger. But <laughs> if he was angling to get himself on the Lakers... He's angling to get himself on the Knicks. He was forcing his way into a major market. Adam Silver would be like, this is awful. Sorry, OKC, but <laughs> let's get our money up. I think Adam Silver should call him and organize this. <laughs> Adam Silver would definitely do the thing where he uses one voice to be fake outraged and then the real voice like to the actual big markets who actually propel his business yes. because you know the whole point of the draft dummy I mean, this was the cruelty of this question i'm glad we got around to this because the cruelty of the question was we're asking a thing that literally by law cannot happen yeah. hey where do you want to go doesn't matter because mm -hmm. we're protecting san antonio charlotte detroit indiana orlando uh down the list utah in Orlando's reality, nice. that's one of those places where I'd be like, hey, America, Mickey Mouse, I'll go play in Orlando. That might work <laughs> for me. <laughs> but the traffic stinks. But OK, so, yeah, it would not exist any other. I mean, it's technically illegal, but it's allowed to exist because uh, the union gives them antitrust exemption. So, yeah, it sucks. I would like Victor to force uh, use his leverage and his power to force his way out of whatever city he goes to and into a city that he wants to go to because i can't imagine i guess houston be pretty fun but houston other than that be pretty fun but i also think maybe you you do a double barrel approach to this not only do you use your leverage as an unprecedented prospect but you you then just start insulting the fans of all of the cities that you don't want to play for make it real hard for them to get angry about not having you i love it come right in on your your wwe promo talk and just 
berate all the cities and the residents of the cities do some That's research right. go into their you start their history forgetting start forgetting the alamo yeah <laughs> oh man i and now i just have a bunch of terrible ideas i know <laughs> of, of portions of history that he could point to. all right that was the only one i felt back. vaguely comfortable okay. saying i got one other thing are you surprised uh, teams haven't tanked better and now now i'm in your lane pablo because the yeah. the teams with the three lowest vegas win totals coming to the season the pacers the thunder um a and, hell of a glue uh, guy today, the jazz man. you are producing all the hell out of this are like first good segment. you are producing the out of this first segment Alabaster. really is really is it's a good question though and i think it's because a lot of teams stumbled in accidentally into being mediocre like that's the story of the utah jazz it was not assembled to be as such but then Lori marketing ended up being a player and all of these guys mike conley ended up being useful and now i think this is why it's starting like the whole premise dominique of this season was look out for the most unprecedented tankathon we've ever seen we have not gotten that at all Truly, like in the Western Conference, you know it. Like, look at the standings. It is the Denver Nuggets and then like a, a zillion teams in the middle and then the Rockets and the Spurs, right? In the Eastern Conference, it's the Hornets and the Pistons. And then it's a it's a long ways up. What are we attributing this to? We think that the changes to the to the tank process have worked, like the, the sliding scale of probability has worked, or you think that these teams just messed up and won too much? The players played too hard or play were coached too well this is this is why i always come back to my process sixers it is very plausible for teams to overachieve and you need to make it such that you're so bad that you're not actually going to do that because this is what happens this is why you do it the way they did it it is terrible in all of the face covering ways that dominique for the podcast audience is expressing as of course he must but Man, this is exactly why. Because sometimes Lori Markinen just <laughs> up your whole. <laughs> you didn't realize he was that good. Well, that's on you, buddy. Uh, I'll never advocate for it. Never, not once. <laughs> no matter how good Joel Embiid is, because I mean that was the one gem you it got was. out of this process. Also, let's let's add that to the process. Select good players. You can stink all you want, but if you pass on Jason Tatum, you're doing your process wrong, guys. Also, also that Sam Hankey, of course, had been deposed by the time Jason Tatum was not picked by the Sixers. Yeah. But speaking of nailing your draft picks, Alabaster, what is next? Okay, next we're going to go to some some football, cowboy centric football. Um, the Cowboys are reportedly, and I say this with bunny ears quotes, intrigued by C.J. Stroud. If he's available when they're picking, should they draft him? Mm, I mean, Dominique, like. You and Dak's relationship aside, I will start by pointing out that I don't believe that anybody, this is unlike the NBA, as bad as the NBA is at drafting players, I don't believe anybody has a idea who's good at quarterback. And the idea that you're going to roll the dice after getting a guy who is, yes, a top 10 quarterback plausibly in a given season, although now maybe that's a dicier proposition, I don't feel good about this gamble at all. It's a terrible idea. I mean, if you are going to, like, you have to decide to move on from Dak and you have to decide that you are closing this championship window right now because they are uh, a couple games away from the Super Bowl uh, and the game they lost was potentially a game they could have won, but they got, I mean, Dak threw a bunch of interceptions. 
They had a short week. They went all the way to the West Coast and lost that game. If you're, if what you came away from that is, I would like to get a new quarterback after that quarterback completely demolished the Bucks the week before. That to me seems like a bad idea. Drafting quarterbacks later in the draft, I never think that's a bad idea. You, if maybe you'll find a gem later in the draft. That's where you found Dak Prescott. Like I'm not opposed to them getting a quarterback, using a valuable high first round. Well, not high, but first round pick. Like this isn't basketball. First rounders play immediately in football. Uh, someone or, or taking a team that was in the final four and getting a player that can't help you to me seems like a bad idea because they're close ish in the NFC that's not very strong. Right. I mean, the, the, the issue, though, as to why it feels like, look, I, we, we don't know if this is real or not, but it just feels like a thing that Jerry Jones yeah, would be tempted real. by. <laughs> it does feel like a thing that Jerry would consider, though, like no. somewhere in that back room. He has no. to be convinced to not See, this think is Jerry. About this. Jerry is a character. He's created a character and his decision making is not consistent with the the wild man gunslinger oil man that we've all created in our mind. Like he is not that guy. He hasn't been uh, this type of wheeler dealer quick to pull the trigger and cut and um, fire coaches or shift the trajectory of the organization. Like we don't have that in his history. We can go back to uh, Jimmy. Was that was that a cough because you were actually coughing or cough because I missed something? No, that was legitimately me uh, narrowly <laughs> avoiding death. Please proceed. Um, I guess uh, Jimmy Johnson, that thing falling apart in the 90s is the last time we have some evidence of Jerry Jones like being involved in a hasty decision. So like, I think this is completely absurd and unlikely. Well, it's absurd and unlikely, except for the thing that Jerry had always been doing, which is seemingly being the smallest fan of Dak in his own organization. Jerry Jones so, is a fan of of creating content. <laughs> he just says he what he has to Jerry say to Jones, get his team on TV. You know, it's a good point that Jerry Jones, the guy who loves doing sports radio, local sports radio, despite being a billionaire, may have better angels when it comes to actual decisions, Alabaster. So do you think this entire story is well, I'm not sure, but I do want to play devil's ad advocate for a second. Which is, okay, C.J. Stroud is, we think, a pro-ready quarterback. He's been compared to a slightly less mobile Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, um, in that mold. And the Cowboys have this insanely talented roster, this insanely talented defense they need to retain. Couldn't they extend this window if they somehow got their hands on Stroud, who's inexplicably seemingly falling on draft boards? Um, that's a reasonable argument. You can extend this defense. Quarterbacks are hit or miss, and they're more missed than hit. This is a risk that you don't want to take. It'll be much easier and more likely that you could lose some of your defensive players and replace them than you can find a quarterback that is good enough to win with in the draft. No matter where you draft him, we can look down the list of drafts through since football had drafts. The first round picks do not hit consistently. I would be willing to consider this if you're talking about another position that's less challenging and less important. So why not actually draft somebody in one of those other positions that'll be more likely to be successful? And if you're wrong, it does not set your franchise back. Like this is nothing about this seems reasonable to me and logical, unless they're looking to 
completely rebuild. They want to trade Dak and and go to Herschel Walker route, which means something totally different today than it did a few <laughs> years ago. <laughs> but I mean, when they traded Herschel Walker uh, to the Vikings, which led to them drafting all the players that they won Super Bowls with. Yeah, it's unfortunate that he remains the template for like the biggest trade we can yeah, imagine. We have to think. All, I mean, there's plenty of basketball trades that I feel like we can use, right? I'm sure, the Kevin Durant trade is yeah. like the most recent example. But the, the, reason why the, Herschel, the reason why the Herschel Walker trade is such a good one is because the Vikings like did a whole lot of mediocre and nothing afterwards. So like that's right. the point is like we tricked you with this big shiny object and then it got there and you had nothing to do. But KD actually is probably going to win the championship in Phoenix. So, you know, I also remembered just now that I am not uh, a guy who cares about the Cowboys success, nor a Dak Prescott uh, surrogate. And so I absolutely want to do this. This sounds fun. No, you you forgot where you work. You Feed. work at ESPN. We are all invested in the Cowboys' success. We are invested in the Cowboys being interesting. And Jerry Jones is too. That's why I love him. Good man. But I can get months out of just litigating Dak being good or not again. I mean, I can I can take a couple weeks off mentally if we do that. that that's appreciated. That's, that's, that's going to be the topic of next offseason no matter what. Is Dak good enough? <laughs> Um, I mean, to be fair, his interceptions did lose them that game in San Francisco, but I digress. Um, there it is. Fair. He, they did. You're right. And his <laughs> touchdown passes won the game before, so. <laughs> yeah. And got Thanks. them to the playoffs and had the highest scoring <laughs> offense in football. So you guys want to do a mailbag? You got fans asking no. you questions. Oh, we do. Okay, well, wasn't, I, I shouldn't have asked. We're doing it anyway. Uh, the first one, Dominique, this one's for you. It's from PGHTOS who asked, Dominique, what's the most uncomfortable exchange you've had with someone during an NFL PA? I'll expand it to or NBA PA negotiation. Um, I mean, I've told all these stories before. So one, LeBron yelled at me one time. That was uncomfortable. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, yeah. so uh, he was talking about um, – wanting to get lifetime medical for former players, lifetime healthcare for former players, obviously something I sincerely believe in. And I had determined that it would be wise for us to maybe try to negotiate with the league over that so that we don't end up footing the whole bill. Long story short, he told me in very direct terms, nah, this is what we're doing. That's that. And that was <laughs> kind of uncomfortable because most of the time in these, in these type of negotiations, like I could whip everybody's in the room normally because it's like lawyers and and uh, team owners and, you know, like these type of people. But in the NBA, and this was uh, not even a negotiations. This was just our closed door meeting, executive committee meeting with like the leadership of the union. And I mean, it was what I'm a swell up on LeBron. Like when I got into <laughs> it, with, when I got into it with Jerry Richardson, I was, hey, I was down. We could square up. At any moment, I could handle that. Wait, before you tell the Jerry Richardson thing, what was your response verbally to LeBron? I actually just want to know what you remember saying as you had to realize, wow, I'm now David Blatt. This is what it feels like. I said, yeah, yeah, you got it. <laughs> I actually actually don't think I said anything. Like um he he made the the like proclamation that this is what we were going to do and I was like, well, before we go to CBA negotiations, we probably shouldn't like just say this is what we're going to do because then right. it's bad we'll, negotiation. We'll end up paying for it and they'll be like, "All right, good. Glad y'all did that." And they'll take credit for it because 
it just won't it'll no longer go into the salary pool they'll just claim it as a benefit and they'll be like hey we paid for this but actually once if we go ahead and commit to the retired players that this is something that you're going to get then we have no leverage to negotiate it but and i, I try to say that sort of stuff and and he um uh, ostensibly said all that i just like the idea that you were like oh you idiot is gonna sign russell westbrook one day oh, <laughs> oh, terrible of business <laughs> yeah i should i should have uh been more uh slick with my my back talk but i just sat on down i guess i wasn't standing up anyway i just piped down <laughs> and jerry richardson you just said you like 50 different ways without directly saying but obviously just saying yeah, pretty much that's it i mean i directly yeah. said it too oh because he was saying you will play without you guys and i said you it was like back and forth a bunch of back and forth and it was like you good luck filling a stadium with ryan leaf i subsequently have apologized to ryan leaf because that was it was it was in the closed door meeting and then damn seth wickersham goes mm -hmm. and uncovers this story and then i have to apologize to ryan leaf uh, that's the problem when your closed door meeting participants end up on Twitter with you as you all join the media later. Yeah, that's what happens. I mean, Ryan Leaf wasn't there. He was a participant. The problem is somebody got loose lips. This is, well, I guess I have loose lips in this LeBron thing, but I was involved <laughs> in it, so it's okay. This is the problem is somebody in that meeting, several somebodies in that meeting got loose lips. Uh, all right, guys, yeah. next question. And this is for both of you from P. Mitch. Could Pablo beat Dominique at any sport? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's I mean, it. You're Dominique, absolutely. Do we no, do we have the video? I don't know if you guys have it ready, oh, but I'm gosh. sure they'll edit it in. Dominique and I did play a game of twenty one against each other in real Who life won? at a Who closed won? door basketball game. Who won? It was very closed. Who won? Um, Dominique narrowly won, oh, but yeah. only after so. he broke a stalemate of twenty one to twenty one that people still tell tales about it was an incredible performance <laughs> the tale Bye that they boy. tell the tale that they tell is how i hit the game winner with a no look fadeaway that, that's the tale they tell they also tell the tale that i wanted you to have fun i let you score until it was time to stop you from scoring oh, this and then i finished pro athlete condescension it's a fact there you were people there it you wasn't in around gym. you can't you can't put a spin political spin on my spin move check I this came, out i you guys have video of this i came to at uh at sloan i came to your dorm your house at harvard and beat your on your own ping pong table I own that. Was that Lowell House? I don't know what house yeah, you it guys was, are. It was it was Quincy House. Quincy, it's, no, it's not. It's Fox House. They renamed oh, it. Go check the signs because I own that. I beat every. I beat your RA. Beat everybody's <laughs> in that building. <laughs> they did actually want to rename the house at some point because it was undoubtedly named after a guy who had very problematic beliefs. I'm they sure. would have probably voted for Fox House if you put it to a vote. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the answer from my side is no. Obviously not. So, bowling anything nope. nope golf nope i mean this is look this is what it's like to be friends with dominique everything he's saying is not a bit he believes that he can destroy not just me but you dear viewer and listener he thinks no. he can destroy you i mean most of them yeah i'm sure there's some people out there that are like really good at golf or something that i'm not really good at but i've been around you hold on i, I beat hold the on. dog out of you in fifa on the on the okay PlayStation. that's i that beat you slanderous. in everything you i think maybe slanderous you could be it's not slanderous it's the facts 
I beat you. I'm, I'm taking you to court over this FIFA thing. Oh, and exhibit A will be the fact that we sat there and neither of us <laughs> could figure out how to start the game for reasons that you can fill in the blanks for, even what? though we both have and played I, FIFA for years. And I still beat you in that <laughs> in that state, which is absurd. <laughs> oh gosh. <sighs> All right, guys. Next one. When you guys are hanging out off the show, not with cameras, how often is Pablo the butt of the joke? Oh, this question is sad. We're never hanging out without cameras because Pablo's always taking pictures to post on Insta's <laughs> face and whatever. Uh, I got home Settle one down, time. Bill we Belichick. went one time. We got to dinner. We went to dinner, and I get home. And the next morning, I'm on Pablo's stories, and I it's the back of my head. Like you took a picture of. When me and Wyatt were sitting there. You took a picture of the back of my head. You didn't even say pose. It's ridiculous. So that well, make fun of him for that. Make um, fun of him for just, not paying ever. Cause... You just outed yourself as the guy in that photograph. Um, that's on you, <laughs> you buddy. You tagged me. I, How I protected I your there? identity. You tagged me. No, I but I did the white font there. on a white background, so no one really knew unless you looked really close. Me. We had to like click on it to really figure it out. I you don't am, pay. I, that's another way this, that's that I'm false. the butt of the jokes. You had the, okay, Dominique paid for the last dinner, the dinner before the last that. 30. The dinner, oh, yeah, that's the right. dinner where we took the photo that you now have repudiated. You paid for that one. Yeah. I paid for that one, and that was expensive as hell. No, it wasn't. It was. Maybe not for you, <sighs> pro athlete privilege, um, but for little old me, um, absolutely. And by the way, I will say this. Um, this, question has, this question has really just inspired me to be more <laughs> I come here happy uh, to make content for everybody. And that's how that's what people are actually wondering in real life. Is this guy this much of a loser? <laughs> Brandon Dunn three. <laughs> to be fair to Brandon, Pablo is not the butt of the jokes. We have a great time and it's uh, a kind exchange. I just make fun of him for your entertainment, Brandon. There's no, right. nothing actually, funny about Pablo. That's right. I actually spend most of my time making fun of other people because I'm actually in real life an actual <laughs> And on TV, I'm not. Uh, Such a cool guy. Brandon, cool. I'm usually the butt of the jokes in the text threads. No um, way. Uh, last question. And this can go other way because you can make it Dominique or Pablo. Would you rather fight 100 chicken-sized Pablos, Dominique, or one horse-sized Pablo? Uh, yeah, give me one full-size Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, horse size. I know, horse I can. Size. a two thousand pound Pablo. <laughs> oh, two thousand pound Pablo, uh, or a hundred? Yeah, give me a hundred little pops. Two thousand pounds—that's uh, a lot. One hundred of me will attack you like the Compsognathus in Jurassic Park. <laughs> we will operate in tandem and pounce upon you until we get to your carotid artery. So the and two thousand murder you. The two thousand pound Pablo still has normal pablo strength <laughs> and athleticism and agility well he also has normal pablo something else despite being a horse <laughs> i don't know what wait a you're minute saying, that's not a cell phone it take yeah. it take take yeah, the version of that that is grosser and more of a compliment to me <laughs> I can't figure out what you're trying to say and how this is, works to your benefit. I think it's for the this, best. I think this was a bad jump pass. This was an errant jump pass. By I would Bob. like to end the. I would like to end the show now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, me too. I don't know where we want to go from here. I don't know how to respond to any of this. Uh, it reminds me of. It does remind me of of A Rod having a portrait of himself as a centaur. It's just like you know what that guy. 
I can see what he's going for. I get it. So, would you rather fight 100 me's? Yeah, I think you have to fight 100, 2,000 pounds.